Welcome to the highlight reel. And maybe not the kind you're thinking of. I'm Peyton Baxter. And I am Brittany Williams. Let's get real and unlock life behind the camera. Jump in and join our circus as we break open our highs, lows, and all those things unseen. Now let's roll the highlight reel, y'all. R-E-A-L. Hey, hey, welcome back, y'all. Hello, let's go to the highlight reel. I'm... Yeah. <laughs> I'm... You go first. I'm Brittany Williams. <laughs> I'm Peyton Baxter. And today we have producer G here with us. What's up, guys? Miss Grace Reed in the house. On the yeah, yeah. She's usually like two feet that way. Yeah. I mean, she's always here. <laughs> yeah. Always there. She's always sitting right there. But we're like, get at the table. Let's roll. It's fun <laughs> to be on the other side. So, Which one do you like more? Probably producing better. Yeah. Sometimes I get like kind of like I feel like I don't know what to say. Well, I do too. It's okay. <laughs> That's why sometimes I just sit here and I, I say too much. So they're both I'm, fun. I'm working on it. Hey, it's called balance. <laughs> You're right. So I'm excited about today's episode because this is a conversation we've actually had this week together. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily what we were going to talk about today, but in transparency of our goal and mission of bringing those real life conversations to life. We pivoted. Yep. It. Is that a bunch of is, is that above it? No, we got that. Age, right? We got that. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, same. <laughs> it was on Friends. Oh. I actually I never, never I never watched it, but I kn- I know the cultural um I've watched of, like episodes, but I'm not obsessed. Yeah. It was never my thing. I've never watched yeah. it really. We had a friend in college, we called him Friends Matt. He was obsessed with friends. Yeah, I don't even know who Matt is. Oh, like that like was your like, friend. Like he was our friend. Yeah. Oh. He was our friend. But like he wasn't like our our super close friends. So like my friends. We just referred to him as like friends Matt. Because he like watched it all the time. <laughs> so funny. before we jump into this though, we do want to let y'all know that this is our last episode of the season. Yay. And take a little season break. We'll back. Yeah. yeah, really soon. We're actually gonna come back in March. Um yeah, in February's absolutely insane and we hit 10 episodes this season so we felt like it was a good time to pause regroup and we actually have a lot of fun guests in mind too yeah the next season so working with their schedules so it's coming back really soon yeah and we got a lot going on in february we'll be able to catch up on too (laughs) recap interesting i'm sure probably more chaotic than the last recap episode (laughs) it'll be a circus yeah but we you know well that'll be good and then it's like bittersweet and we we try to like look at our schedules to make sure we're i have that natural flow and like the realness of it all so yeah i just made no most like sense force anything right like force topics or just get on here and shoot the crap and you know i mean which we do that too but yeah when it's natural yeah it's our day to day okay so what are we talking about today so Grace and I were actually having a conversation earlier this week about, I was like putting laundry up and she was working on something for the podcast. And Sitting in the floor. <laughs> this is how we work. Yeah. So this is kind of a, a foreshadowing into yeah. what we're going to talk about. It's like work and different people's like work environments and kind of how we view work and careers and things like that. But we were, we got on that topic and we were talking about it and how our friends are like in their jobs and like how our job is different and on the journey, how we all got to where we are. Yeah. Obviously, this is great. I'm 40. Like, I'll be 40 this year. So, like, my work history and path, or even mindset and, like, how I was taught in college is very different than 
what Peyton was. Yeah. And then is also very different than what Grace was. So it's a three age range conversation of where things have got us to our nows. Right. So sis is almost 40. I'm 30. How old are you? 23. So it's almost, so almost three decades yeah, yeah. of, I could be Grace's mom. <laughs> Actually, we did the math the other day and like you, her mom and you are on, like a little bit further apart than like you and I. Yeah. Yeah. Not much. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. You could be my mom's sister. We could just all four be sisters and Queenie. We can all be all of us. Yeah. <laughs> Basically are. But just to kind of get different perspectives on all that. Because there is different. I feel like for for me, there's a much more of a hustle culture that was like preached. Mm-hmm. And even the technological advances, like I was telling them before we got on here, both of the, you know, all the jobs, I say both, that's loose. All the jobs we have now, really all three like major career paths did not exist when I was in college, like physically did not exist. So I couldn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up because it didn't exist. So we're going to talk about the pivot, the change. Is that okay? The journey. Or Brit versus what now is becoming more normal, but Mm -hmm. maybe wasn't as normal 10 years ago, even when you, you know, we're we're graduating. So, um, and then Grace now, like, you know, we lean on her a lot for the technology side of things because she was graduating with Zoom classes in the middle of COVID and that that is her normal. Yeah. Whether for us, it's it's not. I mean, I think I took one online class in college and not because that's I what only, I chose. I only took like a couple. Yeah, because they, they weren't offered. It wasn't yeah. a thing. Yeah. Now, like almost all of them are online or you can go completely online for your whole college which is crazy but yeah was yeah i mean i was doing good to get i mean social media came out when i was in college like facebook like instagram wasn't here no it did not exist was myspace yeah but i never got into it no because i mean it just wasn't like i was on the back you know it was was twitter there you go oh no not twitter no um you know myspace was kind of like for the younger people i guess and like we're yeah like older i mean when you had to have like a college email to like have sign up for Facebook. Yeah. So that kind of more mm. geared toward more like the college age right. people. But I mean, you had to have a cord to hook up your camera that you took out with you to add a picture onto the desktop. Right. She's like, yeah. what? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I was in high school, we to get a C on the text, you had to hit two, three times. Yeah. Do you know how to do that? Have you? Yeah. Ever, yeah. My my first phone, you had to type that way. But you I mean, got it in like second grade. <laughs> I got my first phone in fourth grade. Yeah. Just which is bizarre. Yeah. Did you do T nine word or did you, is that what it's called? Yeah, T nine. Or would you do like the ABC, and then like if you're doing cat ABC, like clicking three times at yeah. one time and then T. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would do. That's what I would yeah. do. All my friends did T nine though. I've never like, heard of T9. Feel kind of, yeah. Like, I think, yeah. I don't even think that existed when I was doing all that. And then I remember when I got a BlackBerry and it had like the keyboard. It was oh, just I like, loved the BlackBerry. Yeah, the BlackBerry curve. My dad. Bring back the BlackBerry. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like for work stuff, I mean, not like pictures, but like emails yeah. and stuff. How much easier would that be? Way easier because I always pull out my laptop for emails. That's yeah. Way. Some things are just still better on the computer, but you're right. The, all of that to say the technology of now has created different career paths that did not exist when you know you're asking 
17-year-old Brittany. I went to college at 17. Um, so I learned how to start the washing machine the day I left for college. And then the next day I met with an advisor that asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up. I'm like, I like for real, not just like no, what we ask our three-year-olds. No, no, yeah, yeah. no, no. Like literally that, that was yeah. the sequence of events. And I'm like, dude, I mean, I'm not sure I know where the cafeteria is. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like, you're not ready for that. <laughs> no, but that is like what you're pressured to do. And then mm-hmm. a lot of people, you've spent all this money on college. Yes. So you feel like you just have something. Yeah, I, I pick whatever. Yeah, and then I I was pre law, and then I hated the professor, so I changed it. Well, that was a stupid reason to do that. You're so, a good lawyer. Yeah, I, I I still I'm gonna go back to I'm just putting this out in the universe. I think I am gonna come back to law school when McCray graduates college. Good, I hope you do. Then you could be my lawyer too, yeah. and my manager. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if people know that. I also said this the other day because I guess we have new listeners, but certain to the side for a second. Sis also is my like full time brand manager for all the things. So I don't have a management company or anything like that. Anything that I don't just hang out here. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I love to be here. Do not get me wrong. <laughs> I mean, we hang out all the time, anyways. But it just made sense, and it really was a dream come true. But I think people started thinking because, like, our work is fun, mm-hmm. and like we're sisters that we just sit around and hang out all day. And you are just riding my coattails. I'm like, no, actually, she's running the ship. <laughs> I am nothing without sis. <laughs> So, and Grace. No, no, honestly, like, they both are my bosses. They joke. <laughs> Even our family's like, y'all need to get to work. And I'm like, dude, they're working hard. But they just If see... anyone could just even see our text thread on two different text threads. For yeah, well, really something. three if you count, like, Instagram and our two texts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's pretty constant. So, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sad note. But that's just, like, another example of how everything evolves and changes. And it's never too late to start your dream, you yeah, know? Exactly. like. Or pivot, like you said. Yeah, I mean, like, I, left, I left very corporate America. Yeah. yeah. So let's kind of first give a background on maybe what, before we get into like talking about the topics, like what our career backgrounds are, maybe. Yeah. Like quick synopsis. Okay. Grace, you go first. Grace, go first. <laughs> it's going to be real short. Mine's really short. I graduated college. Well, I mean, I had some jobs while I was in college, but they were just, you know, your fun jobs. They weren't like serious, like trying to start like your profession or but whatever you want I would like it. to side note this with Grace and I think this tells a lot about her and her parents and her upbringing um let me, correct me if I'm wrong you weren't responsible for paying any bills in high school right okay so she's shaking her head no uh no so no. she didn't have any bills to pay but she wanted to work like mm-hmm. she sought out opportunities she worked by choice Oh, her. That is very much her, but I think it also gives a lot of credit to your parents. You, mm-hmm. They modeled hard work and like yeah. morals and those values that like hard work is going to get you somewhere. So I think that is a, a nice nod deal. Bill and yeah. Dana, good yeah. job. Um, but I think that says a lot about you that I, I'm going to stereotype here. I feel like your generation, quote unquote, is one extreme or the other is what I have found. In yes. They either are killing it and searching for opportunities and plateful mm. or they're just like on the couch like doing yeah nothing. i'm like, like it's very exciting yeah. but i did wear like, like, like on the flips like they're very much like well i just don't feel good in that so i'm just gonna weigh yeah i mean i'm just gonna yeah i mean i'm like how how do you eat if you're sometimes it doesn't feel good <laughs> yeah yeah sometimes you gotta grin and bear it yeah and i think we'll get into that but um because I, I definitely have feelings on that. And I think yeah. a lot of that is kind of like 
how you're raised. I think a lot of that goes into that. But I think that's just really cool. And a lot of people don't know like your backstory. So I think it's fun to put those tidbits in here that, you know, if you are a parent of a young child, that is Peyton and I listening. um, And I think that's a lot of our listeners have like those like not grown children and some do, but we're all winging it out here trying to figure out what to do. And, you know, we had jobs that, and we weren't responsible for bills. So I think there's a lot to be said about encouraging your children to follow those dreams early and get those skill sets and put tools in their toolbox, mm-hmm. but not collecting rent either. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to be the full extreme of having to have the job to get the perks of working early. Right. Mindset purpose. I agree. And I mean, briefly on that speaking, I mean, this is like her quote bosses I hate that because I'm like we're all on the same team but like it's really it really shows and makes a difference so if you are in that position like it shines through even like past your younger years yes yeah one I think too like as a you know growing up like I did watch my dad my mom you know we were fortunate enough like she stayed home with us but she still worked really hard to like get us where we needed to go and you know that she a full-time job I've been doing it for yeah I mean and she, y'all. <laughs> yeah she was always there with us you know would come help us at school help us at dance like she was invested in my life and in my brothers which is kind of two separate things in itself so I watched her do that and my dad was always either out of town or always at work and you know they were just great examples of what it meant to like work really hard and you know you'll be rewarded with like a great life and so like growing up I was like well that's what I want to do so I think as like a parent you set that example for your kid you know like they're gonna watch you and they're gonna grow up and they'll take note of you know how you work and they'll follow in your footsteps but anyway so yeah so my dad he's they kind of started their own trucking company um with my great-grandfather and then it's he's kept it going um but so kind of like that entrepreneur like style of business like has always been in the back of my mind like working for yourself like I think is really cool like I look up to you guys both for that too um but anyway so yes I had some jobs in high school more so like babysitting when I worked at a restaurant and then I also worked at a local boutique here and I taught dance throughout college so that was a lot of fun and then as soon as I graduated I just started working with Peyton and Brittany and with, I don't know if you'll know, Grace interned with us. Yeah. Like, yeah. How wow. long How long were you an intern first? I think just a semester. Yeah. Like it was, yeah, December we, to May. We forgot to call her till like December. We're like, oh, hey, uh, <laughs> we're a semester in. Sorry about that. Because we had plans for it. Yeah. And things went wild at the office. They hiccuped different than we thought they were going to go. So we yeah. kind of started chasing our tail. And, and it was this, like the busiest season. Yeah. <laughs> It all got wild, and we're like, "Oh, hey!" Like it was supposed to start in like August, fall semester. <laughs> like, by the way, but Sorry. I was like, still there. <laughs> I know, but it was actually just like a blessing because this is kind of going back to like corporate. Like it was my senior year. You know, they shove corporate down your throat. Like they tell you to get on LinkedIn and like apply to all these corporate jobs, and that was just not working out for me. And I was like panicked. We've talked about this in a different episode, um, but you know, with them like reaching out I'm like okay well maybe this is like my calling I'm like maybe this is like where God's leading me to go and I just came and I've been in love ever since but that's the extent that's the extent of my career I don't have a lot of taking grace I'll (laughs) come for you (laughs) but yeah I don't have a whole lot to say other than this is about it it's all I've done (laughs) 
That's all you're going to do. I was going to say the same thing. That's it, sister. And that's the end of Grace's work history. And that's it. Just kidding. But yeah, sis, she's the best. Well, thanks. Yeah, so my, mine's a little wild. Um, yeah, you've been kind of all over the place. I'm a big believer in you ain't stuck. But that's, so, I think that's the whole point of this message in this episode that we kind of, we were like, how are we going to like wrap really? it all up? Yeah, like wrap this up and what we want to say. Yeah, like what's our point here? So I was like, let's just talk like we're talking to each other and hopefully y'all are following. <laughs> maybe maybe this is our, our overall way. You ain't stuck. You ain't stuck. I know. I told them, I was like, honestly, even if just one person hears something that's like the nudge that they need to like live a happier fuller life yeah because i i heard that from somebody one time when i was like in that position and that's why i'm here yeah mm-hmm. it, it, it took like one more thing to hear it you know and you might need to hear it 212 times yes. oh, i'm sure 213 yeah yeah because that's that's me usually i'm i'm not a risk taker so for me to have the story i have is funny yeah because i am not a risk taker by nature but i'm also not um complacency is not in my dna either not at all um so i graduated college i took five years to graduate as an undergrad i took a victory lap and i if it's for you i would encourage it until your parents say get out or you're paying for it yourself so that's why i finally left college um because i didn't have any money so (laughs) i graduated with no job that was terrifying um i think that might have been the reason i cried through college graduation are you still coaching at atsu um man I can't remember y- yeah I got I, I was still coaching through then but it sure didn't pay the bills oh for sure yeah I think yeah. as an assistant I think I'm I made maybe like two thousand dollars a year <laughs> it was what yeah <laughs> um so anyway yeah it's that's where the passion coaching Charlotte is not for the money for anyone doing it at any level really yeah thank your coaches <laughs> yes love them um, so I graduated with no job. I went to a wedding and I actually overheard a girl talking that I'd gone to high school with talking about interviewing for this job position. And I was like, well, if she's still interviewing, that means the job is still open. So I called the next day um, and submitted my resume for an interview. I don't even know if I know this. Yeah. So I um, then met them at the Calhouns on the river and I got the job. So I was in sales for sheer like gear. So basically, oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Yes. So, I used to go to work with you. So yes. I'm like, come on, let's go. So basically like the varsity rep. Yeah. But I did it for like a local company. Yeah. Kind of like shut down our local varsity people because I would go in and I'd be like, okay, if you'll buy from me, I'll come give you a stunt clinic for free. So I was doing like gift with purchase. Well, so, it was your service. Yeah, it was. It yeah. was. So I told my boss, I was like, look, I can get all the business, but you're going to have to like give me some hours to go teach cheerleading within the big scheme of it all. And he's like whatever Brittany I mean they <laughs> sold football pads like yeah I was so out of there yeah like I like had my office decorated and some curtains hung and it was like literally this warehouse over like I, they didn't let me park around the side I'll just tell you that like I had to park at the front door so that the guy at the front I could, I could like that. watch me get in and out of my car it was not in the best place oh um, so the fact that like my parents let me go there is funny so here I go and I'm like bebopping through the office hey how y'all do? I mean, I had to carry my own Mac desktop in and out desktop in and out of work every day because they had no budget to give me a computer. Did you not have a laptop? No, I only had my desktop. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the really big one. You didn't leave it there. 
No, I was afraid it was going to get stolen. <laughs> so I carried it in and out of work every day. That's but it had amazing. all of my design software because... Oh, and that stuff is so expensive. Yeah, so this was back in the day before like yeah. um, cloud-based software. Mm-hmm. So you had to like download it onto your computer. So it was that. on there. That must have taken forever. Oh, the, I'm talking like big girl on the stand you before did. I remember how was like a yeah. big screen I'd got in the ones back then were not like skinny they were no, it was heavy so here I go every day bebopping my desktop in and out of the office I mean and I think I think I made like $21,000 a year and I was so excited and I was like it was full-time oh oh plus plus because I was having to do all these stuff <laughs> I have to get the sale so anyway so I did all of that and then um I ended up coaching cheerleading at Carson Newman which was a, keep in mind it was an hour drive each way I think I also made like six thousand dollars a year when I did that I did the math the day I got hired I did the math and I was already in the hole for gas oh my god so I was like out on that yeah it, it was not great choices but I loved it and yeah. I think this goes to say when you're single with not a lot of bills and not a lot of obligations, you can make those decisions that don't make sense on paper yeah. for the love of the game, for mm-hmm. life experience. For, I mean, it's a little more flexible. I didn't think did a job. Yeah. So here, yeah. here me and my computer went and just did our thing. Yeah. So it was a lot. I did get a lot of experience. I learned how to work with a lot of different personalities mm-hmm. because it was a lot of like dudes that did not appreciate my zest for life. I'll yeah. tell you, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. But they loved when it came time to do inventory in the warehouse because ain't no one of them have an organizational bone in their body. Yeah. And here I went and I would just oh. roll back through there and I'm like, here's spreadsheets. And they're like, and I'm like, and I cleaned it while I was back there. I mean, oh. they learned to like me. Mm-hmm. They learned to tolerate me, I guess would be the right words. So and that's okay. Yeah. So then I but get it's the, not for everybody. No, I'm not everyone's cup of tea and probably not even your kind of drink but that's okay <laughs> so then I get the call from Premier to go manage GM their Johnson City location so Premier's the gym y'all have heard us talk about yeah this. that we grew, we grew up in and when I was cheering and always when I was little I told my parents I was going to grow up and run the gym mm-hmm. that was like my dream job and I'm like can't do it sorry like I had just bought a condo at the time like we just redid the floor here in, in Knoxville so I just redid it and um I got the call for the premiere job the day we put the new door to handles on. Me and Pat Ball had done it all ourselves. I was like, can't do it. Just bought a house. Like, I'm good. Call again. Hey, Brittany. And he went and met him. Can't do it. Can't do it. And then both of my parents are divorced. And both of them separately, I don't know. They still talk. So maybe they talk to each other. But I didn't, I didn't know that. Yet. <laughs> probably. Uh, probably. I mean, they're actually good friends. <clears throat> um, they're both like, go. Don't need us. But we're here if you need us. And I was like. Okay, so I went and lived on my friend's couch, and she had a newborn for like a year because I wasn't really committing. I was like, I'll just tiptoe around. Yeah, see how it goes. Started. In hindsight, I mean, I mean, can you imagine having a capable yeah. set of hands as a newborn with no other obligations and right and nowhere to go? Yeah, I had to be there to help because yeah. there was nothing else to do. Well, and you're the baby whisperers. Yeah. I gave Lainey her night bottle every night. Aww. Looking back on that, I'm like, how special! Someone could have put my kid to bed every <laughs> right. That's crazy. so. Anyway, um. So I went and I ran the gym and I ended up becoming the head cheerleading coach at ETSU. So all my dreams were coming true. I then, um, I mean, 
I look back on that and loved every single second of it. Still was not making a lot of money. I still had my house in Knoxville. I was paying the mortgage on it. It was like $435 a month was my house payment. Lord, I wish I Can we go back? Exactly. That is crazy. Yes. Can we go back? And and I was, you know, so then I finally got like this little apartment, this guy I worked (laughs) with, uh, my friend Andy. I was like, you got to, I'm afraid this guy's going to kidnap me. Can you go help me look at this apartment? And it was like the top of this old house. And it was like a true like loft studio apartment. The kitchen was the size of this table. Josh it, was actually, it was cool. It was like all old original hardwoods yeah. at the top of this house. You could walk across the street to the pizza joint that the guy was always high as a kite. And he was, I bet it's the best pizza you've ever had. And so, I mean, it was fun. It was like experiences in life. Again, single, no, op, no yeah. obligations can make those kind of decisions. So I was living my best life. I was the head cheerleading coach at ETSU, which is where I went. So um, I was running the, the gym. I was coaching. I was just essentially your dream. That was it. Picture. I was living the yeah. dream. So then I meet Josh, who's my now husband. So I'm like, this is it. We are like getting it. So we get married while we're living in Johnson City. Meanwhile, I'm like pissed because I'm like, okay, now she's just met this guy from up there too. So that was <laughs> never coming home. <laughs> and I did. I mean, I kept the roads hot. Like I didn't miss much. But no, um, you did. But I still wasn't here. Yeah. And so, I mean, because between college and then the brief stint when I came home for like a year and then went back, it was about 10 years that I was in Johnson City yeah. with the brief small stint in Knoxville. It's crazy. To buy the house to leave. And when she was here, I would spend the night like on the we night. Yeah. No wonder I don't have any friends. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so then eight months after we got married, I got the call and Premier was closing the location in Johnson City and I was got the job offer to move to Knoxville to be the gym at the flagship gym the main yeah gym here, yeah that we grew yeah it's not where i grew up but you cheered at that gym yeah because it moved locations right yeah, i'm og so i was like this is it i mean i'm gonna live my best life and those years at that gym were some of my worst work years of my life like between different leadership situations and management situation like i was the gm but there were people that had been there for a while that just did not like my way of managing and rules they did not like rules correct and it was it was the most like conflict heavy work years of my whole life i was pretty miserable so in long hours you were there like all the time yeah i would work probably 12 to 13 hours a day Mm. um i got home usually after 11 o'clock every night so it, it was rough and when i got the job they told me like hey because, I mean, at the time, I was, like, 27, I guess, 26. Like, we had just got married, right? I know. That's like so I was, really like, really young to kind of take that over. But I, I'd done it. And, you know, I'm kind of a... You're old soul. Yeah. And I'm I'm a stickler for, like, rules and stuff. So, yeah. Um, anyway, and I'd grown... I, everyone around me had known me my whole life. So, yeah, to them, I was probably felt like I was 47 because they had literally seen me grow up forever. Mm-hmm. But that was also a problem that not a lot of people liked is I had been around for a long time. So I had been around longer than some of the people in charge of me. And they did not like the OG, like, feeling yeah. of that. They wanted to be I'm trying to keep like, the HBIC. Yeah. So anyway, um, that was miserable. And not all of it was miserable, but there were enough pieces of that that it wasn't what I was used to at the other gym. And that other gym was really special. It was very special. And I will say I had bosses in the Knoxville gym that I'm still 
lean on, love, mentor. I wouldn't have made it without them. Mm -hmm. But the few bad apples do ruin the bunch. So 90% of the people that I was surrounded by and the Knoxville like experience were phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And the 10%, unfortunately, like really put a sour taste in my mouth of like cheer and coaching and just the whole shebang, which makes me very sad looking back so passionate that was like your it was everything yeah I mean really like 30 years of my life like yeah I loved it with my whole heart but you know what it's okay then I was 29 and I kept kind of getting promised like corporate positions and which is funny that we're talking about corporate versus non-traditional and all of that because my goal was like to be the corporate piece the corporate piece the corporate piece like that all I could think about and I'm more wired that way in that industry anyway but it just wasn't gonna happen and so at 29, I'd peaked. Like, now what? Do I want to ride this out for the next 30 years? Mm-hmm. Or do I want to switch it, change it, rearrange it? And so um, I ended up, my dad became president of an organization that was like all the top hair salons in the world. And he was going to manage this organ. He was going to be the president of this organization. So someone was going to have to essentially run the president's office and do all of the day-to-day admin Every which time did every, yeah, it was a one employee operation. <laughs> so it worked out great. I had some really, really amazing years working with my dad that are really special because it was really a subset of his, or like not a subset, but it was a complete like independent piece of his businesses that he owns. And so it wasn't like within that, even though I did some stuff with that, it was very much just me and him one-on-one. And those were really, really special years. I gained experience at you should have never been able to gain working, living in a small town, but getting to work in the big towns, which was super cool. Cause it was, yeah. New York, I was going to say, tell them where yeah. you went. Cause so that's cool. It was New York. It was like at the Waldorf in New York. Um, it was at the New York Hilton in New York. It was at Caesar's palace. It was the Booker Raton resort, um, guest house at Graceland in Memphis. So these were all of the venues that I would essentially move into for weeks at a time and run really big thousand, thousand, two thousand plus attendee events like celebrity hairstylist yeah big people it was really cool it was a lot like the scenes you see in movies at the Waldorf like I was in the backstages of all of that so it was like tastings and flying up to New York for lunch and like it was it was a really cool time to live a lifestyle that was very not normal yeah so like I got especially living here in yeah Tennessee yeah I got this I got to be home but live like this like yeah, kind of glam side of things. Were you married? Were yeah. you ever doing all that? Yeah. And yeah. it gets even more interesting because then she obviously like went through the infertility stuff and then had McCray. Remember you had him and he was like a newborn when you had... Yeah, when I had so to go to New York. You And you went. Right? Yeah, thought he was five months old and I was um, had to go run an event in New York. And I was like, that that's actually the only time I've ever left him until yeah. in a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only time I've ever traveled without him. Cause I remember how like stressful that yeah, was. Yeah, it was, it was scary. And it was funny because like in hindsight, I was really worried about like, cause I, at those events, I have to work like 14 to 16 hour days. Like I have to be the point person mm-hmm. from like 5 a.m., 6 a.m. to like 2, 3 a.m. And go basically go up, take a nap, change, sometimes shower and come back down but I have to be like all dolled up and heels and the whole shebang like yeah. so I was really worried about how I was going to try to pump because well but wait what when what am I going to do this is pre-LV yeah so I couldn't just like throw them in and my milk dried up the week before I left there was on an ounce left and I was like okay well there's my answer that's easy yep yeah so um, yeah so I did all of that and I was rocking and rolling with that and then 
leadership changed there. And, you know, when you, f- I'm a big believer in gut. And when you feel it in your gut, like it ain't right, that it's, it, it's not right. So that's when you were kind of to the place where you needed someone in-house to manage because you were doing it all on your own. Yeah. And then here we are now. So God is really, really good. Yeah. And what you think is the end, what you think is the dream, like that Knoxville move with like the cheer side of things, that was supposed to be my pinnacle. Right. That was supposed to be my end game. And God put those bullies in my life on purpose. And I have no doubt about that. Mm -hmm. To open my eyes and be like, Brittany, this is not the environment you need to be in. This is not the people you need to be surrounded by because you become your environment. Amen to that. Yeah, that's so true. Good or bad. Yeah. You become your environment. And I saw things that I was just blown away by. I can imagine. And um, so that's a really long-winded story, but also... I'm about to be 40 and I got a lot of experience, which is really cool. I think too, because now I always talk about tools in the toolbox and I, I believe it with my whole heart. Like if you're, if you're my real friend, quote unquote in life, and you're all my friends, but if you, you get the joy of sitting next to me, <laughs> um, you hear like those tools. So I got to go to like the Home Depot, the Lowe's, the Ace, the Walmart, the everywhere and build my toolbox. Like I didn't just shop from one store, which I think is super cool. Yeah. So TJ's a big believer in that too. Like he's hopped jobs a lot mm-hmm. and his industry, that's more normal, I think, but he'll say too, like he learned so much from certain positions or certain people and certain bosses. And then you can just build on that. And usually anytime you hop around, you can check your, uh, uh, salary up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So here's your trivia question of the day. The easiest way to get a raise change company yeah change your job change your job it, you can do the exact same thing and also don't be afraid to ask for more if you are happy where you're at right. and if you've obviously know that you deserve it do you think that's harder for women than men 100 percent. i think a a lot of us are just wired like that because like i would be like if i was in that position where i was like in a corporate job and it was like you know i have been here for a few years and really best of it and really feel like I deserve this I would be so timid to go and ask same like I think it depends on your personality for sure but I also think that to be frank men have it a little easier there because you know they're expected to get the ranks Mm -hmm. women are kind of degraded in some situations still in the workforce I think have you ever seen that firsthand on you the story a lot shocker <laughs> well you've experienced more life and you've had more like in corporate jobs yeah than i have and i really don't think that i have i mean but that's a thing i've seen you stuff. don't know yeah <laughs> i've seen stuff in the world of like the cheer gyms and stuff and obviously heard millions of stories of things happening that i haven't seen with my own eyes but i know what's happening you know yeah yeah well that's like i have a friend she works um for like a really big company here in Knoxville and she's been working there since we graduated from college but um she was like wanting to get a raise and she had I think she you know she talked to me and my friend Haley about it for like a long time but anyway so she like had talked to us for a long time like I'm kind of nervous to ask like you know do you think it's like time for me to we were like yes like you do a lot more than anyone else you know in your position and 
you know, like, it's time, like, just go ask. And so she did. And I think they kind of told her, yeah, you know, like, we'll review whatever, we'll get back to you. Well, there was a guy who had started working, like, just, like, six months ago, like, before she had asked. So, like, she found out from one of her other work friends that he had gotten a raise. And she was like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, like, that just, like, really hurts my feelings because obviously I've been here for a really long time and I work really hard so I mean that's kind of like a prime example of and you know if he was more deserving great great yeah like I don't care like who you are what you do like as long as it's deserved it's on the job yeah right on the gender and the dollar yeah age yeah even experience no. Like if I'm better than you, better than you, and I've only been here six months, it doesn't. And you've been here for six years. That just means you sucked for six years. Yeah. Like yeah, I like, should be getting paid. More. Right. Yeah. So I was the boss, but I don't think it should be like if she deserved it more. Yeah. Right. And just because she's a woman, like no. it shouldn't or matter. She yeah. Pushes hard. Right. Which yeah. very a lot of the time. Very much could have been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we're told, you know, just just wait. Just wait. And that's what I kept being told at one job. Just, we'll get there. We'll get there. And I, and I even, I'm a big believer of if you have a problem, come with a solution. So I was like, look, here's the deal. Because I was on base plus profit share, even though the profit share, once I dug into the P&Ls enough, was kind of BS. Because I would get a profit share bonus every month, which means like whatever the profit was, like if you don't work in corporate, whatever the profit was, I would get my percentage. It was almost like a commission, like of the bottom line profit of each month's profit and loss report. Right. That would be like my monthly bonus. Well, next month's P&L would start as that as a negative number at the top. So if my bonus was a thousand, let's keep it around. If my bonus was a thousand dollars for January, my February P&L would start with negative a thousand at the top. So I would have to profit a thousand dollars. You'd have to make up for it. Oh. First. Yeah, I'd have to make a thousand dollars. Is that how it is everywhere? No, because that's not a profit sharing. <laughs> I'm like, what? That's a sliding scale bonus. You know, like no. that's not an actual profit share. So actually, like it dawned on me while we were at like a leadership retreat. So I like me being me, I, like raised my hand. I'm like, so we're all the managers of all the yeah. teams are sitting around, and I'm like, I have a question. I was like, so I was looking at these um, P and Ls and. Um, is this supposed to come up every month about like, cause my bonus is in the negative. Like it, why am I having to make that up? If it's an actual profit share, mm-hmm. you would have thought I just like let out the, like no, to the atomic enough. bomb. No, because the, obviously the big bosses knew, but I was the only one that I guess had questioned. Well, I figured it, it out. All the other, the only one that like was scared enough. Yeah. I was reading the BNL probably. And, Everybody's like, huh, yeah. And I was like, oh, boy, I've just, oh, man. And Something, really, yeah. from that day on, things weren't good. But um, <laughs> but anyway, so, yeah, so I was like, okay, here's my, I, I need to buy a house. And you can't buy a house based on wavering commission numbers. They, yeah. Banks don't like that, right? No. So, you know, so I was like, let's just up my leave the commission like it is on this bs commission scale i can make up for it that's fine again there's the hustle culture i'm like i will buy into your stupid right yeah i'll figure it out but i'll work harder to fix that yeah but i need a higher base salary so and they're like no 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 
And then like six months later, remember, I'm I'm the boss. I'm the I'm the highest boss at the on-site location, yeah. right? And I have all these manager. I have all these like under me mm-hmm. people that I have to manage their everything, including their payroll. Mm-hmm. I get like emails like six months later. So and so needs a bump in their salary. Their salary employees. Okay, whatever. I think I remember this. Get another one. So and so needs a bump in their salary. I am paying all these people that I'm supposed to be overseeing significantly more money than I'm making per month. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Again, I'll make up for it somehow. I'll I'll out hustle. I'll make them see that I'm worthy of it. Right. Well, finally we go to a meeting. I get the corporate offices and I had just had it. I was like going through all the like trying to have like, I think we'd just started like not being able to like have a baby. Cause I was trying to buy the house to see if we can start having a baby. Yeah. And I realized that like, worth the time. it was like all the timeline of like the mess. Right. And so, and cause I, we still had the condo at the time, mm-hmm. but I needed like a bigger house cause I wanted to try to family plan and like this whole shebang. And I was like, okay, well, we're just going to have to start trying. And then it wasn't this. So I was at a vulnerable state. I slapped my hands on the table and I was like, do his job and his job <laughs> and you're telling me they need to make more money than me and the people of his job and his job were also sitting at the table oh my gosh I mean, and i was well, just like i was so livid and then later like my big boss who was just the most phenomenal human on the planet called me to like talk me off the ledge and she's like Brittany, it's gonna be okay we're gonna work through it but like we're gonna have to work on the outburst and i was like i've held it in and I have like, also yelled at these same people yes. before. <laughs> Not for a job, but go back a few episodes. <laughs> yeah. And so I finally said, I was like, listen, do I just need to strap one on and let it swing and come <laughs> to work? I remember and, you said You know, to keep in mind, this boss at the time is the kindest, sweetest, most proper ladylike lady. Like lady. Yeah, it's just like calm natured and just like has it together but she knew I was like a crazy person so I mean that <laughs> was North Knoxville yeah oh what she knew like it was in, in my pal and hiding deep down and so um I was like do I just need to strap one on and let it swing and come into work would that help now Brittany I was like I mean just let me know and from that day forward I was just you know, you, you get bitter. Yeah. And, yeah. and you're still just gone on it. And then yeah. it just, nothing really works good from there. So that's when I knew, like, my time, my, my days were numbered. Yeah. Mentally. Okay. Tell me how you got here. <laughs> we got major sidetracked. <laughs> no, I think that was good. Basically, moral of the story, stick up for yourself if you think you deserve it. Yeah. Don't take no for an answer. Keep asking. Strap one on. Roll up yeah, into work. you gotta do that, go for it. Okay. How'd you get here, Miss entrepreneur boss lady no um well I also had like when I was younger babysitting jobs and then worked at Premier really oh I did have one um like retail job it was actually my first like real real job in high school um and it was like selling like prom dresses and wedding dresses it was fun and then um started teaching classes at Premier gymnastics classes after high school and I loved it so much she was so good I loved it um I made her work for me in college. yeah yeah <laughs> so I started at one gym in town like the other one there's like two locations and um it was actually the one that like we grew up going to yeah. so it was really where our, and our kids go now it's yeah fun. yeah it's like completely full circle. full circle and then um obviously after high school went to college cheering at UT I could not have a job there because I, cheer was my job. It was yeah. completely like 
There's no day every day <laughs> and night sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I did like in the summer the sisters, yeah. work for sis at premiere at the gym that she was talking about. And that was fun. That was a fun part of that period. Cause I mean, we would spend all day together mm-hmm. even then. And I would teach cl- or I would come just hang out honestly or tumble or I don't know. It was like being a kid again, like playing in the gym. And then I would teach classes that night. I was saying, there were s- I, I I talked about the bad part because I think that's what we're talking about. But there were so many good parts of that piece. Yeah. But the bad was real. The, the bad was like adult scarring, I think. Yeah. It's well, and it's like, tr- I mean, a version of trauma and it's triggering and it's sad that like you don't want to like think back on that chapter and think of that. You know, it's yeah. Um. So anyways, after I graduated, well, I'll go back because my internships definitely play a role into mm-hmm. my career now, too. Um. I had two different internships. So Grace and I were in the same major and you're required to at least do one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you guys were my one. <laughs> one and done, baby. <laughs> um, but I did, first I worked for a local photographer mm-hmm. and she was doing like styling sessions for um, like her photo shoots. So essentially like I would like. Which that's like kind of funny because know, who she worked for she did my senior photos and I remember she asked and I had already followed you because you were like did sharks and you teach here and just like with dance and everything in it but I had never met you it's a small town yeah I mean it's like the biggest littlest town but this but this was like before you like got big big I mean you weren't like how you are now like you know anyways she had the package offered like you can do styling with Peyton Baxter and me and my mom were like eh we don't need her. <laughs> so we didn't. Mom and D. <laughs> so we didn't do it. But then the, I remember like we were shopping around. We were in Francesca's and I was like, maybe we should have done the styling thing. I'm like, this is kind of hard. And But I think back, I'm like, what if I would have done that? Like, like it would have been so funny. But then it's weird because it's like, yeah, but I'm like, would we have met later if we would have, you know, I don't know. I think about all those things all the time. But it's like, that is so funny. Small world. So anyways, continue. So, um, Basically, I was doing that for the local photographer and they would do like hair and makeup and I'd also model here and there, like use that term loosely. I was not like a model, but like local boutiques or like the photographer would always like use me for like promo shoots and stuff. So that was fun. And I loved every single bit of that job. Like I learned so much from her. Shout out Sarah. She's and, also one of my, like, yeah. dearest friends since kindergarten. Like, we went in the same kindergarten class together. Yeah. But she's a great entrepreneur. Um, phenomenal. Yeah. And I, like, learned. I think, honestly, I was telling them this earlier. I was like, I think that's kind of where I realized, like, I could maybe do something like that. I don't know what, but that's interesting. And that's, like, kind of where I left it. And we, I mean, our granny and uncle, like, we and your dad, all these, like, we have a lot of entrepreneurs around us. So we've kind of seen that. But then, like, our mom has a very serious, like, corporate job. My dad had a corporate job. You know, so it's kind of a mix growing up. But then working with Sarah, I was like, whew, okay, that seems interesting to me. I, I like seeing her. Like, she can make her own schedule. She can, she's the boss. Like, you know what I mean? And it was just fun. It was a fun job. I loved doing that. And that's actually what made me want to be a stylist, honestly just like because that was goal one that was my like when people asked me in college what I wanted to do I was a major in retail and consumer science so it was more like the buying side of things Mm -hmm. 
which was great to know. And I'm glad I know it now, especially like in this industry, because it ties into my job. And if we ever like wanted to start something, we got you yeah. numbers, you yeah. know, and I may not be very good at retail math, but I might be able to remember <laughs> some. We can <laughs> knock the desk off. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so working for her was fun. And that's when I decided I wanted to be a stylist and just like style people for events or shoots or whatever it may be. So that was the end goal. Um, that was my junior year. So my senior year, I did another internship and we had actually gone on. Did you go on the buying trip? Mm-mm. They didn't. That they was, didn't they didn't okay. do it because that was COVID. Okay. Yeah. I was going to go and then yeah. everything. You were COVID junior and senior year, basically. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, it was like the end of my sophomore year in have Pretty much my whole junior year and start of senior year, like stuff kind of came back to normal, but. Still, nothing's still not really cause yeah still got okay into mm-hmm. one so many but like yeah. no one could like study abroad that you know yeah, that trip yeah. got canceled like there was oh, just no. nothing you could do I, and i did my sophomore year second semester completely from home that makes me sad for those kids kids they always joke we're gonna go back to college together maybe we should oh like, my gosh we can all go to i always school. make so yeah, many different like, oh, decisions now yeah. I turn you know, imagine us in law school. <laughs> okay, so real fast, we can walk Before in and our finish pink. your uh, walk of life. I went to a very liberal, um, small college my freshman year, and I turned in a paper on pink scented paper to my very, very liberal political science professor. Is that the one you didn't like? I think that might have been the end of Shaq. That's like hilarious. He he was not a Britney fan. No, no, definitely not. Um, and there's nothing wrong with being liberal. I say that because I'm just painting the picture of Elle Woods. Elle Woods be bopping in <laughs> with her pink scented paper to the very, like, very serious, serious, crunchy pre-law political science professor. I'm a big believer in politics or in the voting booth. You do, you do, you. yeah. Just to paint the picture of here comes, <laughs> here comes Brittany, Brittany Woods, everyone. That's actually cute. Looking back, like how stupid. <laughs> but I, I mean, uh, that way yeah. you have always marched to your own beat, and I love mm-hmm. it. And you don't care. Mm-hmm. You're not ashamed. No, I proudly turned that in, knowing what was coming. <laughs> Go, girl. So. Um, our major offered back then pre-COVID a buying trip to New York and so we all like went and you would get to go around with like real life like buyers from like what was it like Macy's, Macy's and like all the big, yeah heavy hitter retailer um, department stores and basically sit in on their buying meetings and I remember going I mean we went to like six or seven in one day it was mm-hmm. exhausting the goal of <laughs> I was so tired I was like okay that's a little different than I thought it was going to be, but it was interesting. And I was like, well, maybe I could take this into like the boutique world or, you know what I mean? Because like, obviously it's the same background. It's just the boutique w- would probably be a little bit more must feed versus like a department store sitting there crunching numbers all day and writing them. I still remember seeing like the chart yeah. they were writing on and it was like 50,000 different like words and numbers and charts. And that is just not my thing. And it was very much not like, the style side of things or like the creative piece to it and so I don't know at that trip I was like okay well that was good to know but obviously it was my senior year at this point or in between junior and senior and um I finished out that semester got a job at 
I'm not going to say the company, but a corporate company here, or sorry, an internship at a corporate company here, um, my final semester of college. And it was very much that same, like crunching numbers, buying side of things, cor- very corporate, um, had to go through security and yeah. um, <laughs> basically sat in a cubicle and called to Thailand. Froze. It was, you froze. Froze today. <laughs> I had a rule breaker and I snuck in. <laughs> my one of those the, the space yeah and I had it like under my desk because it was so frigid cold in there and I got in trouble like three times and finally I came in one day and it was gone I was like stole it you got to be kidding you should have carried it in and out with you look I know bring it every day she says her desktop and I've got my dang heater but anyways um in a cubicle a lot of purchase orders that is mainly what I did over and over and then a lot of meetings with like overseas companies to get the product and it was just a lot um but it was very much the same thing all day every day and I did get paid for the internship which which was nice and it was some good pay for an internship I'll say that twelve dollars in college and I was like heck yeah I mean that's still good pay but I want you to remember the twelve dollars part okay (laughs) so then I was kind of like, Grace, I get to the end of my like senior year graduations coming. I really haven't like looked around for more jobs, <laughs> to be honest. At this point, I was also planning a wedding. So I was like, that's a lot. Yeah. Well, and I was like way more excited about that. So I'm like, eh, I'll just take a job there. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I wasn't really focused on finding something that I was passionate about or I really loved or whatever. And I still, I mean, I enjoyed the people I worked with. They weren't like people I would go hang out with after work I wouldn't say but like it was a you weren't miserable with the people no it was never that at this position it was just the type of job it was Mm -hmm. um and so anyways long story short I get a full-time offer from this same company after graduation and I'm like yep let's do it like I'm already here I'm already like you know, I have my cubicle, I've got like, my people. I, it's very heat up, but other than that, yeah, it's very comfortable. About, uh, I'll buy some more sweaters. Um, <laughs> but uh, then I quickly realized after that that I just really was miserable in that job. And once I, like, I was still going into work, but I, like, it took a couple months or something to get like my final, like, payment stuff worked out with them and I remember going to HR and like sitting down and having the conversation and I still like remember the lady and she was sweet and it's not her fault but like you know they always tell you to negotiate your salary and I was like ready to go in keep in mind not my personality but I was ready I had rehearsed what I was going to say and I was like so proud and ready I go in and she tells me that the salary or the it wasn't even a salary let me be clear on that sorry I keep saying that it was hourly Nothing wrong with that because whatever, it was just the top position, but everybody was hourly for your first official year. Yes. And she sits me down and she's like, okay, well, everyone for first year gets twelve fifty per hour. <laughs> so y'all, 50 my, cent raise from my here. internship in college that was not even fully part-time. It was just like a few hours here and there to full-time big girl job in the corporate world with a UT degree. I got a 50 cent raise. I was like, <laughs> so here I go in with my spiel, tried to, okay, well, thank you. I really appreciate that. And I'm just really sorry. And I, I mean, I kept on. I don't know what got into me. I kept asking her a million questions. I'll never forget it. And I walked out of there so bummed. I'm like, she didn't even budge. Not one bit. Not one cent. <laughs> nope. Not even 51 cents. 
So honestly, that day I started looking for other shingles. <laughs> it really wasn't like just that price. It was just like, I was so not going to be happy there. It wasn't my place. It wasn't something I w saw myself doing long-term. So I was like, why waste the time? And especially for this money that, I mean, I could make that on my own doing styling. You know what I mean? Well, and I, more I, money I, I mean, interrupt that yeah. to say, like, we've talked about like non-traditional versus corporate. And like, that is a big piece of the puzzle is if you are, I've, we, and we find this with even working with companies. Yeah. The bigger the company, the more hard the the lines and the sand are. And so many people, about, they have to, yeah, they have to go through. Yeah. They can't make the decision. And like, if these are the hard lines, like if that's what somebody makes in their first year in a full-time job, and yeah. that's what the board of directors has decided on. There's, She's just doing her job. Yeah. It, it had nothing to yeah. do with you, but that is a decision that you need to make of, do I, I want to work okay with corporate? That. America yeah but and is this the corporate world for me like I don't mind corporate work actually I'm I love what we do mm -hmm. but corporate in in general doesn't bother me because I like rules and structure and yeah guidelines uh, and books and like <laughs> I actually known that yeah like I love writing handbooks like for people like if you need your work handbook written I'm your girl like yeah I enjoy that you like reading instructions like me and sis honestly couldn't be more opposite on all mm -hmm. of that yeah but but that's so, like why we have our but things here too. Self reflection is really big in knowing where what you want to do for a living. And I use those words very on purpose because most of the time you're spending more hours a week at your job if you work outside yeah. the home. Which if you work in the home, that is the hardest job on the planet. So God bless you. Mm -hmm. um, but if you are leaving the home to do an outside of the home job. A lot of times you're spending more hours there than you are with your kids, with your husband, with anything else. Sacrifice. So it is what you're doing for a living. I think saying that is a very real word mm -hmm. because, and you need to know, is this the life for me? And I, I'll say on that, like we have people very close to us that have been working in the same company for almost 30 years and they're really not happy with their job and just like counting down the days to so they can retire, you know? So is it really worth like being miserable or could you, it's never too late to start over. It's scary for sure. Right. But like, could you find a different way or find a different something? There's so many different opportunities now versus yes. like back in the day or even like 10 years ago um, with social media and, you know, being able to work from home. I mean, there's, I mean, there's even jobs that you can create for yourself at home that don't even have to pertain to social media. Right. You might mm -hmm. promote what you do on social media. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be a, a, a influencer, creator, or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so I think just really looking at yourself in the mirror and praying about it. I've prayed so many prayers on that. And God literally, which I'll get to this, like shut one door right in my face. And it like led me here, essentially. So it's never too late to, to start over. I mean, I did it young, but. And before you make Oprah, you yeah. said earlier, Oprah wasn't Oprah until she was like in her 40s. Yeah, right? I think she got fired from like multiple TV stations. Yeah. They said, wasn't good enough. Michael Jordan didn't make his high school basketball team. Like, no means no, sure, in the sense of that we all hear that saying all over. But when it comes to like your job and people telling you what you can do in life, no does not mean no. Right. No means redirect. Right. And or, or this wasn't meant. This wasn't it. Like the, that means, might be the Lord telling you no on that, mm -hmm. so that you can open your eyes to see what's somewhere else glaring at you in the face. But yeah. no doesn't mean miserable. Like you don't have to be like, oh, <laughs> you're not going to get that job. You're just going to be stuck forever doing what you're doing. No, no, we're just going to redirect. Mm -hmm. Um. So, 
I do want to insert one quick thing before you post us after 1250. Okay. So you were talking about your internships and Grace talked about her internships and obviously didn't go back that far. I feel like it's a, I'm at to the point on a resume where <laughs> you, you don't, you got to cut stuff, cutting stuff off because you hate it. Like, yeah, you get stuff moving forward versus like all the back stuff. Um, but I'm a huge, huge believer in internships. I, and uh, most of the jobs that actually all the jobs we've always had, I'm, a, I'm like, we need interns. We need yeah, interns. Sis actually taught me that because I worked for a long time by myself because I was afraid to like trust anybody else. Honestly. And that is hard. But it's really hard. I've been blessed with like the best interns ever, like still close yeah. with them all. Um, funny. Too. Yeah. yeah. Funny thing is too, like one of the other bridesmaids in Grace's wedding was one of my interns and like and you were like you were always like she is truly one of the best interns I have ever she was awesome without her she actually went and ran the Las Vegas event without me because I was like what four weeks out from having McCray and they wouldn't let me fly so she had to go be me so I mean she was great but now like she's one of Grace's best friends which is funny because that's yeah a little bit you know how it all mix it yes another full circle but I say all of that because with internships I had an internship in college my goal I have a sports PR degree which is funny because now with bridge I actually use my degree 20 years later but um I um did an internship with the sports media like department in college and I was like this is it I'm gonna work in like sports media in a college I'm gonna do that whole thing or I live with a pro team I would wear heels to school, like to college, walk around campus so that the boys couldn't have a leg up on me. Um, Cause you know, they got to wear flat shoes. So I'd wear like heels to train my feet, to walk around yeah. arenas or football stadiums or campuses. Um, I hated every second of that internship. I mean, and that's the great thing about internships is you're yes. locked in for like six weeks or a semester or mm-hmm. it's a very short amount of time in the big scheme of things you haven't onboarded you haven't yeah. you don't have your insurance locked through them you don't have there's really it's like going on like a first date and you're like eh, i'm no, good yeah it's like a test run yeah like, what you either like or don't like yeah like jumping into a job where you haven't done an internship in that field is like getting married to someone you've never been on a date with. Like you yeah. need to date them where it is easy to get rid of them. Yeah. Because I'm married- college. Listen up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Getting rid of a spouse is much harder legally than it is getting rid of a first date. And internships yeah. to real jobs, I feel like, oh, we'll get the same kind of thing. I'm a big believer. Did you say you had more internships than this or no? Nope. This wouldn't marry us, baby. Yeah. No, I just came right here. <laughs> Ran home. Just made in heaven. <laughs> I applied to a lot of other internships and I never oh, you heard did. back. Like corporate ones? Mm-hmm. The Lord said, eh. Yeah, like a lot of stuff here and I just never heard back. It really was such, even like looking back on that timing, such mm-hmm. a God thing. For sure. Mm-hmm. But that is my rant on internships. Like, I would agree with that for sure. Do as many as you can do. And if they're not paid, like just buckle up and yeah. go do it for free. Like, because the experience or that. the mm-hmm. the no thank you that you can get out of knowing what you don't want to do in life is, I think, more valuable than learning what you do want to do in life. Yeah, I completely mm-hmm. agree. Because and and don't settle either. Unless I mean, it's never too late to change your job once you have it. Which I'm going right. to get into that. But like, I definitely settled and just was like, okay, I'll just work here. Knowing I probably wouldn't work there forever, but then I had to kind of start over. But, yeah. Okay. I'm going to devil's advocate on that because also sometimes you have to pay the bills. That's true. So we are not saying, come by y'all. Don't go sit, a, yeah, don't go sit on the couch and yeah, not do like, anything. I don't like my job. I'm going to quit. 
Like, honey, you got to eat and pay the bills. Sometimes. Yeah, I've actually right. heard a lot of that in today's society. Yeah, like right. these young oh, yeah, kids, yeah. they'll do it. I hear people saying that. I'm like, wait, what? Excuse like, me? how? Like, well, what are you going to do? Teach me how. What are you going to do? They're like, oh, I mean, you know, I'm just going to try to just just get right with myself. And I'm going to go to, like, do some exercise. I joined a gym. And I'm like, are they paying you? Like, are you promoting them? Like, I, I'm in, like, where's your paycheck? Yeah, and how do you do that? And they're just like, no, I mean, I, I think I'll figure it out. Which God bless them because that yeah. uh, even saying this out loud gives me full like stress out. <laughs> but yeah, and I'm going back to figure out the no thank yous as much as you can when you don't have diapers and formula and insurance as much to worry about. Because then it's but, a lot less flexible. Yeah, like you need some change. insurance, yeah. But when you have a kid, like, you have no choice. Like, you really, really need insurance. Yeah. I think m- Mama said she didn't have insurance with me when she had me, and she, like, made payments on me for, like, forever. Like, well, done. So, I mean, you know, you got to do what you got to do, and I get that. Like, mm-hmm. but also be smart. Right. Like, don't quit your job because it's, like, eh. Because you're not. You're not perfectly. Yeah. Not every day is going to be sunshine and roses. Right. And I feel like that's what a lot of people my age, like, expect and want it to be. And if it's not that, that yeah, if it's not that, like, they're just going to, like, run away and quit. I'm talking, like, in a toxic environment. I'm talking, you feel like you're pulling up to jail every day. I'm, like, then we got to come up with a plan to pivot. Yeah. This is all about you can change, not you can quit. Right. I think that's our message here. Right. Yeah. And, like. When I say don't settle, like if you're at the internship phase or whatever, because I think we do have a lot of those listeners, just maybe maybe instead of don't settle, put some more effort into finding like something that would suit you. Yeah, because I definitely took just like, okay, well, they're offering me this job. It was like the first offer and I was already there. So it was easy. It was comfortable. But I knew I wouldn't love it. And I certainly it it's like if you, for instance, if somebody gets married and it's not good, but then they think it's getting married or having a baby or something's just gonna make it better no it's gonna make it worse in the long run so that's how this job felt like once I was there full-time it just snowballed and got worse and worse and worse mm-hmm. also if if there are 75 percent of the things you do like at your job communicate with your peers with your management with your boss mm-hmm. on if you know it's the same thing like in a relationship it, it is a relationship like if it's worth saving communicate how to fix the other 25%. Or sometimes the other 25%, you just have to say, you know what, the 75 outweighs it. it, I'll just go with it sucking. Yeah. You know, they have Pepsi here and not Coke. It's really not my thing. I'm going to roll with it. And I say that because sometimes in hindsight, it is something that trivial. Right. But because you're in it and you're living it, it feels, it feels really big. So just appropriate evaluation on, is this right? And if it is, like, move forward, communicate on how to make it better. And don't be afraid to have hard conversations. And I think we've we've talked about that before. Yeah. But as young, first jobs, Brittany, even me being me, I wasn't great at that. I wasn't either. At all. I remember going to my boss one time at this job, and I was, like, almost shaking, I remember. And she was precious. Like, she was not scary looking back. But I think that's just so not my personality. But I went up to her literally to ask for like vacation days, like a couple extra because I only got like two. Yeah. And we were going like to the beach for a week. And so I was trying to figure out how to make that work. And 
I mean, that's what I was afraid to even like bring up the conversation. But at the time, you know? it was a big thing. Yeah, yeah, I was 22. It was the first time you did it. Yeah. Doing anything for the first well, I mean, time I ever. remember like when I started with you guys, my dad was like, you need to ask them how many days you can go on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> and like, of course, he's telling me Turbo. to ask you that. Yeah. He's gone every other week. That boy. But I was like, the draft. <laughs> no, I was like, I really think it's fine. Like, I'm not going to say anything and I'm not going to do that. And he's like, you have to do it. And I was like, fine. And I did. And I was so scared. I'm like, I mean, now I wouldn't like care to ask you guys anything but like when you <laughs> yeah, do like start somewhere table. it is scary but yeah. you just gotta you're like you have to do it one time like right. now that i did it with y'all if anything ever happened and i wasn't here i, I don't think i'd be af as afraid to do it again yeah yeah and you get used to like being around your people and stuff yeah um so anyways going back to my transition out of this job because obviously we didn't stay there um <laughs> got the 1250 worked there for I really don't even know the timeline I can't remember but um worked there for probably two or six to <laughs> maybe eight months I really don't know it was a while ago. yeah but it was miserable and it was getting more miserable and at this point you know if you go back a few episodes, TJ had helped me make a website for my blog. Back then, this was like 2016. Blogs were huge. They were popping. And I was obsessed with following all these bloggers. And uh, so it was sitting there. I hadn't touched it still. Well, that's when I started like getting the, huh, maybe I could at least do this. Like not as a job because I really don't know even how to make money in that like industry. Sounds fun. Yeah. Well, I really think I needed that creative outlet. And I didn't really realize that I was as creative as I am like on that side of things mm -hmm. versus like the structure corporate type of person um until I like really needed some sort of outlet like that after leaving work every day because I was like going crazy punching numbers 24 7 getting on meetings and phone calls and we even had to go to like the like the law office in this um company to like go through and make sure like dude Basically, I don't know how much I can say, but like a checklist of like extreme cases. And I'm like, this is so not me. I'm just like laughing. Like, see, can like, you imagine? I would, I would no. <laughs> and here I am like anything I do, I want to do it like full force. But I was just like, oh, my gosh. So anyways, I started my blog and that was like my baby at that point. And I basically couldn't get home fast enough. Like I remember we also this was another thing. So like the two vacation days. We got a 30 minute lunch break, very strict. This was out west. I was over here. Like, yeah. So I would just go and, like, sometimes I would race home and, like, do something on the blog really quick or take a picture and race back to work. And, like, your 30 minutes? Yes. How did you even do that? I don't know. Don't come for me. <laughs> don't put me in jail. <laughs> she would not go That's far. <laughs> I just, like, I craved it. And that, I think, was my sign. And speaking of jail, this company was also. Basically, like, pulling up to jail. I think they have a new building now, so that's... I mean, yeah. But, yeah. well, they were building it when I was there, and I think I saw a window, but there was no windows when I was there, like, where we worked. You physically had to go through, like, airport security, like, bars, like, the... What is... Did you have to take your lunch in a clear bag? Everything had to be yeah. in a... Everything in a clear bag. Wow. Bring a purse. You had... Yeah. You could only wear a certain amount of accessories, rightfully yeah. so, because that's the type of company it was. Um, and I still have friends there that are killing it and they love it and thrive. It just was not that, that's for me. You have to know self-awareness enough to know, mm -hmm. like, I'm not happy. 
Yes. Right. How can I be happier? Well, and it hadn't even been like a full year yet. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if I already feel like this and I'm racing home on my lunch break to like <laughs> have some sort of like creativity for, for like two, minutes. literally two minutes. <laughs> like, so yeah, got out of that. Um, and how I got out of that is I was actually talking to, and I'll make this last part quick because th- these were all very quick getting me to where I am now, but I had to like almost like hop along the rocks <laughs> wherever I could well, and you to get to this point. and you had to and I'm saying this because I know through my journey it's kind of been the same way and I've talked to my friends they've done the same thing each time you hopped a rock you gained a little more confidence to hop the next one yes like so if you're stuck just hop once yeah because the next hop and then the next hop they get easier because you start to believe in yourself more yeah and truly like pray about it like manifest it I know people are big and you know like just you'll feel it like sis said earlier like you'll feel that in your gut and I just or you'll see signs like that's always something for me that I like yeah I like to lean on heavily in my last um so anyways I went to lunch with granny it was just me and her we went to chop house I'll never forget her I know it's like her favorite place um and it's funny because it's right down from her office which leads me to where I went next and I was just complaining to her and I was like, I'm so miserable. Like, and our grandmother is like the hardest worker on the face of the planet. How old is Granny? She still is. That's what I was about to yeah. say. Like, I mean, she's still 85. getting it. Yeah, almost 85. She's she outworks all of us. Real estate. Yeah. I mean, so I knew I could go to her and like talk to her and try to like figure this out. And she was like, well, I need an assistant. And I'm like, okay. So I kind of thought about it and like I heard her out and. I think, I don't know if she needed an assistant or if she heard me and was like, I can help you out, yeah. you know? And so that was kind of a stepping stone for me. And at first, honestly, because I f- feel like I can't be the only one who's ever felt this way. I was like, we didn't even graduate a year ago. And people are going to be asking like, well, what are you doing now? Like, since you're not at that other job anymore, yeah. oh, I work for my grandmother. They're going to be like, Wow. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I don't know. It just at that like, stage in your life, you definitely get into the, like, the status of your new job. Yeah. That's like, I was a resume chaser for yeah. 10 years. Yeah. Dang. And yeah. I've really never been that way. Yeah. Like, I never, like, wanted to work for my dad. Like, I never wanted to be like, oh, I'm working for my dad. Because people would yeah. be like, okay. Yeah. Like, that's there is nothing. Of course you are. Yeah. yeah. But I think it was just I like, felt, I mean, when I was working for my, I mean, I knew what I was doing. And I was like flat out getting it. But from the outside, from the outside, they're like, oh, that's I don't know what sweet. Those are people waiting to say to me. Right. And actually, even the people within the organization, when I first like, when I first got told that like I was going to be like the one like as his like right hand running the president's office, there were a lot of people. I had this one guy come up to me. He's like, you know, I'm going to be real honest with you. I called big time nepotism as soon as I heard that. And I thought he had just hired his little daughter and this was going to go downhill and I owe you an apology because you're really good at what you do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's really nice. Yeah, well, that took sweet. some cojones to <laughs> come up and say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. But I was like, I really appreciate that. You know, I didn't have the same last name. Right. So I got away with a lot of it. But then once people found out, like mm-hmm. they would be like, change their tone either one way or the other. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, they would be like cussing me up one side and down the other. And then they'd like find and they try to like from suck it. up yeah yeah and i'm like nah too late but that guy like i'll give it to him like yeah. but i know oh, that was that. yeah but i know that was the mindset in a lot of that and i'm like really you're gonna like punish someone for wanting to like work in like the family business when it's all they've ever known right and they're probably the most qualified because guess what when you have a family business 
guess what the dinner table conversation is from the time you're born? Yeah. yeah. The family business. <laughs> right. Like, well, and they had to like build it from the ground up. So mm-hmm. obviously there's a lot of experience there. Yeah. Yeah. You know how many hours I spent hanging out there after school? Yeah. I'm like, I could have run this joint. I know. Eight. But, yeah. <laughs> even like Granny's office. Yeah. I grew up there. In office, always. Yeah. You know? And so basically, long story short, she needed an assistant. She she needed one in COVID when I got fucking too. Just <laughs> she's the best. <laughs> yeah, she really is. But honestly, like, so I became her assistant and did that, um, and then would go home and work on my blog every single night. And that's whenever my you know daytime stuff and then nighttime blogging started. And did that for I don't know, probably another six ish months. Your Sunday photo shoots, Sunday photo shoots all day long. Um, but it was honestly like that's another time I cherish in my life that. I will never, ever regret. Like, if anything, in my jobs, like, I learned so much from her, and it d- was not the highest paying one. I mean, it was more than twelve fifty an hour. <laughs> so at least we kind of took a step up. But um, in just, like, getting to spend time with her. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that's I mean, some, I mean, it was just, there's a lot of memories there I won't go into, but yeah. it was really special. So did that, and always grateful for that time. And then I also... I got nervous to tell Granny this because it's Granny and like she's my Granny. I didn't want to hurt her feelings. It wasn't more like, oh, you're my boss and I'm leaving this job now. It was more so like, oh, gosh, I don't want to like hurt her. Yeah. Which she doesn't care. Oh my gosh. She's our biggest cheerleader. <laughs> yes. Like we get messages every day. Like I had an idea and this is what you need to do. Yeah. I'm proud of you guys. And like, like all of our businesses. Yes. And she's still, it's really sweet and cute. She's still like, Peyton, you just got to give me some business cards. I will get you to a million followers. You just got to give me those business cards. <laughs> okay. That's her thing that she's always said. She'll, Honestly, one time I gave her a lot of business cards. I'm like, here, Grand. Yeah. I'm like, hand them out. I promise you she handed every single uh, For sure. Probably to her friends that don't have social media. I love her. Oh, I yeah. So she'll call me still. And she's like, so-and-so called me. And she wants to know how to order and use your link. And if you have a discount on on that on that makeup brush. Yeah. That, wait, Granny has got all of her friends on tart on the tart makeup brush yeah oh my gosh and like yeah. the lipsticks yep so it's it's funny but time came where I got an offer for a part-time job and at this point my blog was kind of I took a course with Julie Solomon kind of like learning how to make some income I didn't think it was going to turn into like a full-blown business at this point but just to kind of like supplement income and I'm ever since then I feel like I've been like piecing things together of like having some mailbox money or you know what business can we start here or what can we do here to like have you know make a bigger total I guess because I've had to like work that way up you know it obviously started very low um and so I got a part-time offer from it was a bridal company that's was also like needing a writer on their blog and that's kind of what I was doing and so I was like, well, that's interesting. And it was a remote position. So I was like, and I was like, this could be great. Cause I was three days a week. We only had like a few meetings, but I got to work from home. So on the lunch break, I was already home. You didn't have to tell me. You didn't have to home. Yes. And I could work on my blog. And then it, it had a lot of perks. I will say there was a lot of bridal shows like all weekend long, but that is when I was like, okay, this might not be for me for a long term, but this is another stepping stone and it's working for like where I want to eventually be, mm-hmm. which was at this point, you know, a year later or so, I saw blogging like becoming like a full-time industry and I was like, okay, 
this could, I could, yeah, this could work. And so around that time too, I um, came in contact with a local boutique owner and she actually came to me and was needing help with like social media. Well, at this point I was also in my, on Instagram and things were kind of shifting a little bit from like blogging to, I mean, blogs were still like very popular at that time, but also on Instagram. And that's when Instagram just shot with like influencers and that term was born. Um, and so she came to me needing like social media posts and then styling for photo shoots in her boutique. And I was like, this is it. <laughs> I've is made it. it. And I was like, this is what I want to do. So I'm thankful for that experience. Um, and I kind of married those two for a little bit. So I did um, the bridal company, writing for them on their blog, and then going to the bridal shows and helping like manage that, doing the social media for the bridal shows for them, and then also doing the social media and shoots for the boutique. And that's basically what I did. And then my blog was kind of growing on the side. Well, then a few months into the bridal company, I get a call from one of my bosses and she was, I think they're like in Nashville. Mm -hmm. And she was like, hey, I need to, before this, sends the dreaded text of, hey, let, I need to have a conversation with you. What's a good time? And I'm like, I, I kind of already knew. And at this point, long story short, I had been like praying for a sign because I was like, I feel like with like the, I loved like the boutique styling, like um, photo shoots and the social media aspect and like managing those accounts. Like I loved that, loved those people. And I really love like my blog. And I just wish I had more time to like invest in the blogging side of things for like my business. And at this point it was becoming a business and there are only so many hours in the day. And so I had been praying about it hard and I was at home by myself. TJ still worked in an office at this point. And I mean, keep in mind, we're like newly married, I think coming up on two years of marriage or maybe our first year of marriage. And, um, I get the call from her and she's essentially like, I just don't think this is working out. Like we really like can't provide this position. Like it's really not worth it at this point. And so essentially I got fired from that. And that was the slam the door in the face that I needed. It was scary. And I remember sitting the phone down and just sitting there for a second, looking at my computer, like, oh my gosh. And I physically remember, this is like so me too, looking at the door, remember the old, old house, yes. our, our very first house. It was this tiny little bedroom that I like made into like my office yeah. with shoes and clothes. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> so we've kind of come far from there, but uh, I looked at the door and I was like, okay, I think that's my sign. And I like had a sense of peace come over me. It was really weird. And so that night I like worked up the courage to like go to TJ and was like, this is going to sound crazy. This is what happened, but I have a solution. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go in with a solution. Yeah. And so basically I like asked him, I was like, I know it's going to sound really crazy. Keep in mind, again, newly married. We didn't have a ton of money. He made a decent salary, but like I mean, he could pay the bills. Yes. But, and we just lived in like a starter home. Like, I mean, it was great, but um, I'm so thankful for where we started and where we are now but I had to go to him and basically ask him like hey can you give me two months to try this setup if it doesn't work I'll go back to the corporate I'll figure something out I'll start applying for jobs but I really really think that if I just had more time in the day to focus on like part-time of like the boutique side of things part-time on my own side of things that I can make it work and for some reason he was like okay 
and he's like a big like finance guy like financial stuff he's like on budget but you he's know also a, a believer in his people yeah and so and I think he had seen like the he's he's also very um it makes him happy like when others around him are thriving and happy mm-hmm. and joyful and he's a believer in hard work yeah so you weren't just like I'm gonna dream this up I hope for the best you'd already been hustling to do right and yeah he had seen that he had seen a few payments coming through so but at, at that time all of that was so new to East Tennessee. Like, even wh- when I told anybody, they're like, what? You can make money from that? And I'm like, yes. Kind of. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I'm like, I think. So we're going to figure it out. But anyways, long story short, it worked out. But you had, but you also had the confidence in yourself. And I think yeah. that's probably the biggest piece of all of this is mm-hmm. believe in if you are dreaming it, if you keep getting the signs from it, if you're praying about it and you felt the peace, like, Hey, we're firing you. Yeah. Cool. I feel at peace about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, those are big of like pieces. Yeah, those are big pieces of the puzzle that yeah. you believed in yourself enough. And that's all it takes. Yeah. No one else has it. The no. Lord and you. Seriously. Mm-hmm. And you will feel it. I promise you, if you if it has been a desire on your heart and you've been thinking about it and praying about it, you will know and you will feel it. And you'll know the right time because a door's gonna be slammed in your face. <laughs> in very, one way or the other. And very few things are forever right Mm -hmm. so try it yeah if you fall on your face it's okay and i pick it back up big believer in that try again like i think some of the most successful people have failed time and time and time again yeah so don't be afraid to like fail or to try something and get fired from it it might be your stepping stone for for the next thing I mean, always do your job i mean that best reality but you know what i mean that happened essentially to me with covid i mean i wrote my own Resi- I mean, I had to fire myself because I was yeah. the person who wrote the letter to the staff yeah. at the time. So I had to write the letter to fire myself. I was in, I w- there was no peace, by the way. I was in a full-blown panic mode because that was very it was immediate. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people can relate to yeah. that. Yeah. And I had yeah. a new baby. Yeah. And so daycare shut down. So it's like half your income's gone because I had, I was also piecemealing. Like I had two part-time jobs. I was with you part of the time because you weren't quite ready for like full-time yet. Right. And then I, was, I had another job part of the time. And it pieced it together. It was it was great. It was we we're trucking right along. New baby, life was wild. COVID shut the world down. I had to fire myself. Um, my daycare shut down because I was a non-essential employee, and you know couldn't even come back even when it opened back up. I had to hire somebody. Actually, my old intern that's in Grace's wedding, <laughs> she also got fired because of COVID. I mean, I say fired. Like everyone got let go because COVID. Yeah, the, I think the majority every, of the world did. Yeah, I mean, like you, you had to get your your businesses were mandated to shut so um so she came and watched McCray a few days a week I remember that yeah I mean it was it was wild man well, can you I mean but, going back thinking about that is just crazy but you know who knows <laughs> if we would have ever made the leap to me being like full-time management with you yeah or Seriously. and then would Bridge be born would the podcast be born because then I wouldn't be here all time. like there's a lot of downflow would we ever had interns? Because you probably wouldn't have done it if you were just there. I would have never done it by myself. You know, but like I would probably still be there sitting in a room by myself. <laughs> Y'all know me. Doing everything. But I think eventually if it did grow to what it was or what it is yeah. now, I don't think it would have on my own egg. But if it did grow, essentially, I would have had to like hire help at some point. So I right. probably would have went the route that almost all creators go in hiring like a management agency. And I think that's great if that's for them. 
I, you know, looked at a lot of different contracts, met with mm-hmm. a lot of people. It wasn't for me, but I did need help. And then that's when that story happened. Yeah. And so, it was just another God wink to us. And so we, we tell those stories because we, you know, I went down a rabbit hole the other night. I don't encourage this. Don't Google yourself. Um, but um, I went down a rabbit don't hole. Do the, it. Yeah. I went down a rabbit hole the other night and found like a lot of, a lot. It was two people being complete a-holes. But, um, oh, they just talk about how if you just work hard, you can do whatever you want in life. That was like one piece of feedback of like Peyton and I. Correct. Life is about choices. Yeah. Like yep. If you don't work hard. You... But we tell these stories because there are a lot of times we have fallen flat on our face. Oh, yeah. It's not easy. And still do. Like you're, you're still going to have days like that. How many times oh. do I come to y'all and I'm like, this is just not working. You know? Yeah. I was like, okay, what are we going to do? Like, how are you going to pick? Like, yeah. even if you're not leaving your job, even if you're not changing jobs, you may need to wake up and have a swift kick in the butt you know face-to-face meeting with yourself in the mirror and say you know what today's the day I change a b and c Mm -hmm. today's the day I go in and I have the conversation with Sally who sits beside me that she drives me freaking crazy (laughs) I can't get my work done you know like I am going to advocate for myself I am going to um you know whatever that change is in your work environment you don't have to change jobs you don't have to do anything but if your happiness isn't moving in the direction you want it to move Mm -hmm. how can you make different choices to help it move there and it's an ebb and a flow it's a roller coaster it's a living breathing thing it's going to go up it's going to go down it's going to go it really i mean even in this job that we are doing how many times has it gone up and down and up Mm -hmm. i mean literally week by week within the hour sometimes yeah yeah and it can get frustrating i mean i have my good days and my bad days where i like absolutely like love this job I'm so proud of what we're doing and then some days I'm just feeling defeated you know and that affects different people around us and like obviously if you bring your crap into work you know and we're we're bombarding into Peyton's house which that's a whole nother like piece of the puzzle (laughs) at least here like we kind of are away yeah in the old house it was like we were all in a mess our office was literally right next to my bedroom yeah there was no separation of church and (laughs) you're like (laughs) although now uh, one time grace walked upstairs i'm like completely naked with the doors open like hey sorry good morning hey (laughs) it just is what it is now but i say all of that to say is like it ain't all sunshine and roses and just because we get to wake up in big picture we do jobs we love Mm mm-hmm we don't love every day. We don't love every minute. We don't love every task. You know, there's some days I'm like, you know what? There weren't one good thing that happened today. Yeah. Like that was just, Josh would be like, how's your day? I'm like, honestly, I hope tomorrow's not the same. Mm-hmm. But that is the beauty of our job. Is yeah. Tomorrow will never be the same as today in our job. And I think yeah. that's one of the good things. But sometimes it can be a little, for me, that lacks routine and schedule. Yeah, it can be I don't like, always know what I'm walking into. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there, hard work can get you places, but I, some of the hardest workers in life can also fail. Mm-hmm. But you got to just keep truck. We can do waller around in the, the crap. Yeah. Just stay there. Yeah. Like, you just <laughs> sucks. <laughs> like, you can't do that. Yeah. You know, like, you, you got to just be like, well, that sucked. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is getting older. A lot of that is living life. Mm-hmm. Looking back and realize, you know, poor Grace, y'all, she sits <laughs> beside me every day and she'll come in and I hear her out. And I'm like, 
but that's not going to matter in about five years. And <laughs> yeah. I, I want, I want, I want to. Like I know, I know, I know. But I think still... I said that too before. I'm like, mm. <laughs> we can see we're looking at each other. I'm like, okay, I got to be nice because that would have really set me off like 20 years ago too. But you're gonna be fine, and you we're just gonna yeah move forward. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, you that's just realize you know, yeah blunt. Yeah, that's good though. No, yeah, it's definitely helped me because I'm like okay, whatever. Like who even cares? Yeah. I just I shouldn't matter. Guys, with you for like a minute. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, eh. you're gonna be fine. Suck it up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think overarching, just you're not stuck. I guess to wrap it up, unless you don't have anything else to add, we didn't really know like how that would help y'all or not help. I don't know. So give us some feedback. But hopefully, somebody picked up something that maybe they needed to hear today. But I think in in short, um, you're not stuck. It's okay to change. It's never too late. And little changes can make big differences too, like within yourself. Or like I was talking with one of my friends the other day and she's like, I've been trying to get in bed by 1030. And I'm talking this is like a grown person my age. I've been trying to get in bed by 1030. I made myself a chart and I have colored pencils by my bed and I get to color in the box if I get in bed by 1030. Genius. You know, I should do that. Yeah, because she's like a result. She's like, I know I'm a results driven person. When I when I color in the box, it's going to hold me more accountable than just you know, an app or this or that. And I think that's probably like our age range where you're like, you know, so whatever works for you and you can make those choices and those changes to create happiness. We just honed in on the work environment because these are conversations we're having with people of all ages. Yeah. I think it affects everybody to some degree. And I think it really boils down to what you said, like know yourself. Like I found, I think I had to learn myself a little bit because I was still so young and all the experiences that I talked about. But like I learned that I hated sitting at a desk all day mm-hmm. in a cubicle doing the same thing all day every day. Like I learned that. I learned that I was a more creative person, you know. So like know yourself and know like what drives you or what and get fuels your and passion. Get to know yourself. Like let yourself live enough to get to know who yeah. you are and who you're becoming. Yeah. Because as we talked change. about with TJ, you know, in that episode a lot is like, you know, you you change together sometimes. Yeah. And your job is, and I mean, that's a relationship. Yeah, it's that's what I always tell my friends, like the same thing. Like you have to learn to like figure out yourself and love yourself before you can fall in love with somebody else. And the same thing with the job. Like you have to learn what you like before you set your end goal. But I say that loosely, like you don't ever have to have like your ending. But yeah, and I, I'm like big on like don't have an ending. Yeah, like you just know, keep going. I used to be very ending resume. This is this is what I'm going to do and this is who I'm going to be and this is going to be the end game. Like, I was very focused on that. And now, and I think being around you a lot, like, hey, we're going to change this or hey, we're going to do this. And I, and my dad is the same way. He's like, a, you, you both are very much dreamers and I'm more like the structured person you guys yeah. bring in to like do that side of things. But I was going to say, yeah. which is why we have our roles and you're like the perfect mix. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you are. But my dad, I used to get so frustrated with him because yeah. I would have worked hours on something. And he's like, okay, how about we change this, this, and this? I'm like, you have got to be kidding him. You told me this I is what we were doing. You told me what we were doing. And I did exactly what you told me to do. And now you want seven changes on it. And it is in the 11th and a half hour. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, make a few changes. And, you know, he didn't know how long it took to make those changes. Right. Nor should he. That wasn't his job. That was my job to make it come to life. And I used to get so frustrated and all worked up about, like, game time decisions. And now, how many times do you hear me say, I'm like, well, it's just going to be a game time decision. Yeah. I have to figure it out. Yeah. And, again, 
surrounding yourself with people with strengths that are your weaknesses will only strengthen yourself as a whole. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And you were talking about that, Grace, earlier too, about like who you're around. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. for to be so young, I think that was an interesting, like if you want to share that, I think that was interesting to hear it from mm-hmm. your point of view. And your parents even, or I'm um, sorry, one of your parents' friends in his speech, mm-hmm. and uh, we just went to one of Grace and Cooper's wedding showers this past weekend, mentioned that. Remember, we were, yeah. um, or maybe I was talking with TJ about it. I think he was like, that was really cool how he like said something about like, all these people have grown up together and it's really cool to see like this is who we chose to surround all of our kids mm-hmm. with. yeah yeah you know? i mean it is like true like i think you do become like who you surround yourself with and i remember there was a time in my life where i thought that i was surrounding myself like with people who i like kind of wanted to be and i ended up like probably at the lowest point like i've ever been in my life um that was kind of like right before covid um and then after that, it was I had met Cooper. I that was kind of like when I met y'all. Like yeah. it, it all kind of started happening at the same time, and I've figured out like okay, like I don't have to surround myself with like the coolest people or people who I think are going to get me to the Do best. No, 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 not like no, y'all. I'm the well, I am the uncoolest person on the planet, and I always say it. So I think that's not like the people who I thought were going to get me to like the, top the yeah. you know, like you always want to be cool be in and then yeah. no like be in the circle and that's like I felt like I was really focusing on that and then when I hit that kind of rock bottom moment and I was really sick too but when I hit that I did start like just making the choice of like well I really love this person and if not a lot of other people really like them like who cares like I love being around them and they're gonna make me a better person and I do feel like that's helped me make more friends and become a better person. And I've gotten more, what's the word? Um, not habits, but characteristics. Yes. Like, like I've, it's, it's I've learned different, yeah, it's helped build my character because I pull things from like all of these new people that I've surrounded. So, well, and they're all really good things. Like I've learned amazing things from you and amazing things from you. And like, when you do that, you just help make yourself better. And you're also helping better the person that's giving that to you, you know? Absolutely. And you're like still at that young age too. You're very like secure in who you are. And I thought I was when I was like working that job I hated, but like I was still like learning so much about myself, you know? So like, I feel like what you said is really good about like taking, pulling things from each person. Yeah. Well, I still feel like I'm learning so much about myself. I mean, I'm only 23 years old. Like I have nothing figured out, but well, to be 40 and I also don't have anything figured out I think Sorry. I think that's what you figure out I just had this conversation with a friend of mine today she is a doctor mm-hmm. she's my we're almost the exact same age like to the day she just had her third child like on paper you're like you got to figure it out right mm-hmm. and today I was like this parenting thing is kind of hard she's like yep just winging it 99% of the time I'm like oh good she's winging it too great She's a yeah. pediatrician and has three children, and she's also winging it. I felt much better. I think everyone it. just wings it, you know? Yeah, that's what you're better. figuring out is no one has it figured out. No, but, but you feel like they do, and that is hard. Like, you just feel like you have to be some kind of way. But, yeah, you got to surround yourself with people who are going to make you a better person. And so, and that's not always, like, smoke up your butt and lip service. Um, <laughs> I, I think that's my role in most people's life is I, I'm going to tell them the hard stuff. But you you need the hype people. Yeah. You need the realistic people. Sometimes they're the same. Um, I read this thing the other day. Actually, my best friend sent it to me, and she was like, you're all of these to me. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> but it was like, you need your cheerleader. You need your hype person. You need your 
tell it like it is friends. Yeah. You need, so it was like, and sometimes you have one person that can fill multiple roles and sometimes you need 10 people to mm-hmm. fill those 10 different roles. Yeah. Yeah. But you need Probably. all of that in your life. And if you don't have it, go find it. Right. You need the challenger. You need the the soft listener. You need all of that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes one person isn't all of that for you. Yeah. So if you have those holes, find it. Um, I think the same thing with a job. I was about to say. Like, you know, it needs to fulfill you in certain ways. And if you don't have that, fill all sit together. Yeah. Yeah. Fill all your buckets. Yes. Yeah, actually. Because that, I mean, you and your career are technically a relationship. You and know, maybe one of the most long-term relationships mm-hmm. you have or the most time you spend with somebody. Yeah. Somebody. I say that in quotes. Um, yeah. yeah. It's important to make sure to kind of look in the mirror and check where you're at. Yeah, we're too like hoping somebody got something out of that. <laughs> I know I feel like we bounced all over, but like it's so good. To, I mean, that it is just us. even <laughs> sitting here with you two, I've learned a lot. So we love you guys. Um, thank you for listening, and thanks for listening to season three. It I feel like we've two, gotten right or three, three, three. Oh my gosh, I know. Whoop, whoop. Wow. Season two was really short. Yeah, I feel like was, we only had like well, five episodes, was, or I that's when I was moving and literally yeah. losing my mind. <laughs> right? Is it three? Yeah, I think it is. it's scary. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the producer knows. <laughs> yeah. But um, I feel like this season we've gotten like more feedback from people like in DMs. Like it's become more conversational with you guys. And I personally like that. And I know love you guys that. too. So it's really that coming. Please. It's encouraging and it's helpful to know like what y'all like to hear, what you like to see, what you don't. Yeah. So we yeah. can obviously be continued. Wilson, please. But <laughs> whatever. Keep it going. Yeah. But um, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. It's helpful to. Even just know, I always kind of joke about this on my job. Like, like I'm talking to a phone all day. Is anybody out there? Yeah. Like, hey, you know. So it's helpful to know that somebody is out there, like actually listening. And yeah, and your feedback helps us give you what, what you, you need to hear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because sometimes we do get stuck. We're like, well, what do these people really well, need I mean, to the, know? Like the whole today, and like that we've started adding video on some or not is because like it was feedback from our listeners. From almost everybody that we talked yeah. to, they're like, "Where's your video?" I'm like, Mostly people huh? in person that we yeah. get into, they're like, yeah. are y'all ever going to do a video? I'm like, you want to watch us talk? Yeah, we thought oh, that was so weird. I'm like, we would have never like really thought that was a thing. So keep it coming. Yeah. Tell us what you're wanting, what you're not wanting, <laughs> what we're trying to listen, we're trying to adjust. Um, but thanks for listening today. If you can, it would help us a ton, especially moving into like planning for next season. If you can get us ratings and review on wherever you're listening to this podcast we can see those we definitely appreciate those and um that helps us be able to move forward in some different aspects of and to keep doing it because it is you know it's a time commitment yeah. so mm-hmm. we want to be sure to bring y'all exactly what you want so let us know yeah, we'll yeah. see you for season four in march thank you so much for being here we love you all right bye y'all keep it real bye wait 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 y'all before you go <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Highlight Reel podcast with Peyton Baxter and Brittany Williams. Follow us on Instagram as a way to stay connected and support us. You can find us at Highlight Reel Pod at Peyton.Baxter at the Britt Williams on Instagram, plus on the LTK app at Peyton.Baxter. And here's our shameless plug. Please help us out by giving us a five-star rating and a five-star review. Just scroll right on down to the bottom leave your happy comments and help some sisters out. We're so glad that you're here. Thank y'all for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Bye y'all.